Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women, a podcast that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be. Ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now, finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful hosts, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I'm Jenny Lee. And today we have an amazing guest speaker uh, that's going to come on in just a few to share what she's doing for the Latino community, which I'm super excited to hear about her foundation. Uh, before we get into uh, today's topic, I do want to read her bio today to let you know what's going on. Uh, Dr. Patrice is the first Mexican student to receive a doctoral degree in education from the University of San Diego. Since her arrival in the USA in 1904, she has always been interested in helping and working with Latino people that led to receiving an award from the Mexican consultant San Diego for leadership and helping the Latino community back in 20, 2012. Her assistance experience brought her to light that 70% of the Latino children were in jail. After the impact uh, advisory program and providing support and educating two children in juvenile hall, she decided to start working and preventing the side through the PER project and started a Mano a Mano Foundation. And we'll get into that uh, foundation in just a moment. This organization is a nonprofit foundation with experience of over 25 years to provide support and education to Latino families. Dr. Patrice has granted many leadership awards in her foundation too. Received many community, community awards for her services that provide the main, the main objective for Dr. Patrice Foundation is to help the youth community to their future having successful lives via effective communication, high self-esteem, prevention, education regarding legal, physical, mental consequences, or even drug use. So thank you so much, uh, Dr. Patrice, for uh, just taking the time out to help those in need, as especially the foundations to come, which is our youth. Thank you for having me here. I love the introduction. I love the video. It's amazing what you guys are doing. We need more of this. Thank you for having me over. Thank you. Thank you. We're so honored. So before we get into your business and your foundation, can you tell us a little bit about you and how was your life growing up? Sure. You know, I'm from Mexico City. I grew up in, in a big city. I have two brothers and, and one sister. Uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, my mom was very involved in the community and she when she was um always, you know, helping the community and has her own uh, activity like I do here in San Diego. And uh, we we, uh, we were growing up in an area that it was very nice area, but uh, we didn't have the chance to be in touch with other kinds of, of um, low-income people. So my mom says, I don't like that. I want you guys to, to see that there's other people that, that, that are in need. So since I was little, my mom uh, always um, uh, volunteered us to help the, the Red Cross in Mexico City. 
So we end up uh, helping the Red Cross and having friends from all over, all different backgrounds, you know, uh, different levels financially. And uh, I think that was the best thing that she ever done. She was very smart. And because since then, uh, my brothers and my sister, we always dedicate our time to help others and, and to be simple and to be humble and to be thankful for everything that we do. And, and I always, you know, thank my mom, my mom and my father for, for, um, for, you know, giving us that chance, you know, and that's something that I do with my kids. I do with my, my two kids. I always, since they were little, I did the same thing that my mom did. You know, they were volunteers in church and they were volunteers in the community with me in my foundation. Uh, right now they're adults and still continue helping the church and continue helping me in the community. So I think it goes generations by generations. And I think that's, that's an amazing thing. I agree. That is something that, you know, people can't complain about. We're, we're passing generations of helping mm -hmm. others. Yes. And that's a good tradition to actually have. And mm -hmm. I, I'm sure. glad that your parents had indebted that in you because now you're yeah. also helping. Yeah. Well. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> yeah. that's mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So let's speak on your business. Can you um, talk about your business and how you started or how it all came yeah, about? Yeah, you know, so when I when I uh, decided to come to the United States, I was a student. I, I did my BA in Mexico City. I'm, I'm a special education teacher for kids who have problems, uh, hearing problems, uh, learning problems, and uh, all kinds of mentally and emotionally problems. So I wanted to, when I finish up, I wanted to do my master's, but uh, specifically in severely handicapped. And in those days, I didn't have the master's degree. So I had the opportunity from my parents to, to come to the United States and did my master's degree in special okay. education and specifically in severely handicapped. When I was doing my practicum, I noticed that I needed to, to do something, that I needed to learn how to help the families, the parents of these kids. Yeah. So I called my father, it's like, you know, I wanna, I wanna stay in the United States and I wanna do another master's in counseling. And my father said, no, if you want to stay in the United States, you have to do your doctoral degree. And I was just going crazy. I said, are you crazy? Me, a doctoral degree? I will never do that. What if I can? And my father is like, what if you can? You know, just try it on because right now I can't help you. I don't know tomorrow. So, uh, so I did it. I, you know, it was very hard, but I finished up my doctoral degree. That's why I was the first Mexican woman to obtain a doctoral degree from USD. And when I, when I finished that as a foreign student, they give you the chance to, to work in the United States for two years. So one of, one of my professors asked me to help him in um, developing a counseling program. It was like an experiment only for six months to help the, the girls and boys inside juvenile hall from nine year olds to 17 year olds. Okay. So because there, there was a lot of fights. So we uh, end up, you know, I, uh, we designed the program and just to make the story short, I ended up uh, being the director of the counseling program in juvenile hall for eight years. Wow. Uh, and the reason why I left is because uh, every year the percentage of the Latino kids was, was increasing. So it was like, what am I doing here? I, I need to be in the prevention side, not in the intervention side. Mm -hmm. So that's why I quit my job and started my Mano a Mano Foundation. And since then, I've been working in the prevention side instead of the intervention side. Mm. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Um, is, can you um, 
give us any like stories um, with any of the, uh, you don't have to name any of you don't have to name yeah. any of the youth, but can you share uh, any of your experiences or one that has touched your heart the most? Yeah, well, there's uh, this kid that uh, still have in touch with him. His name is Frankie. I, I don't want to mm -hmm. say his last name. So Frankie was inside and in was in and out of juvenile hall, like, I don't know, like 20 times or more times. Mm -hmm. uh, he was using a lot of drugs. He was really a gang member. He was uh, tattooed all over the place. And I remember uh, he left to CYA. CYA is California Youth Authority. It's like a, the jail for kids. Okay. Uh, he left because he did a really heavy crime. Uh, but keep, we keep in touch. It was like a counseling by mail. And um, when he came back from, from CYA after like four years, uh, you know, he said, I, I want to talk to you. I don't know what I'm going to do in my life. So I talked to him. I said, uh, what do you want to do? You're smart. You're very smart. He's like, yeah, but I don't want to go back to college. You know, I don't want to do anything. So I helped him in, uh, number one, in helping other kids because he have a lot of experience in, uh, in his rehab. He stopped using drugs. You know, he was really, uh, his life was, uh, he was very involved in the church, in his church, and also helping other people, other kids. So he started helping me, giving his testimony, but also uh, he was very good in mechanics. Uh -huh. So he, uh, he enrolled in the um, uh, community college right here in Encinitas. Uh, and um, he's, you know, he started uh, getting his certificate, you know, and um so he started working at the BMW right here in Encinitas. And uh, he started like uh, helping the helper of the helper of the helper. You know, he was uh, like very low, okay? So, but he, he, he worked very hard. You know, he was working very hard, always there to help, always there to stay. Uh, and so the people started looking at him like, oh my God, he started working. He's, you know, he's really working very hard. But just to make the, show, the story short, now he's a supervisor of the BMW wow. here in Encinitas. Uh, he still is helping me. He still is working for me. And, you know, it's, a, it's an amazing story because when you, when, when you have that transition and you, and you help somebody hand by hand, you know, mano a mano, uh, and just show them the way, it's like I'm believing in him because, I mean, mm -hmm. he got a very, very dysfunctional family. I mean, the whole family was, like, really bad. And uh, just to end up uh, being clean and sober, helping the community, you know, getting his certificate from his mechanic uh, certificate. Now, the BMW has sent him all over the place for training. That's awesome. And, uh, wow. you know, now he's, he's a role model for so many kids, yeah. you know, uh, and I feel very proud of him. That, that's a very successful, uh, you know, story that uh, they always tell everybody. If he can do it, you know, a lot of, a lot of the kids that we work with, uh, you can do it. You know, and um, it's just somebody to have faith on you and to show you the way and to give you the support, mm -hmm. you know, to yes. give you the support, you know, to, to because he's like, I'm, I'm very bad. At, I don't want to study. I, you know, mm -hmm. my, my, my mind is on a, because he used a lot of drugs. So, I mean, he, he, I mean, he was affected by that, but he was mm -hmm. smart. He was very smart. And I said, well, if you, if you just do something that you like. You know, what do you like? I love cars. <laughs> I love cars. I love cars. But then go to college, sky your certificate. And he, and he ended up like doing like two years in college, mm -hmm. uh, have his certificate, and he started working in, in BMW uh, and, and starting from scratch, you know. And uh, it, took, it took me like three years, you know, or four years uh, to get what he's right now. But hard working, dedication, stay clean and sober helping the community, that's what makes you, you know, feel better to yourself. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's, that's one of so many stories, you know, mm -hmm. but I, 
I'm very proud of him. That's amazing. Working in the uh, juvenile facility, was it mostly uh, young men that you worked with? Or did and girls. You no, girls and boys. Girls oh, and boys. God. Girls from 9 to 17 years old. Uh, and it was in those days, we have around 500 kids. Wow. Uh, it was mm -hmm. packed. It was because on, in those days, everybody was in juvenile hall. Like if you didn't go to school, you go to juvenile hall. If you oh, were wow. smoking uh, marijuana, you go to juvenile hall. Oh, I mean, wow. it was like everybody wow. was sending the kids to juvenile hall, you know? And uh, so now it's different. Now they give you a chance. They send you to a program. They give you counseling. They send you to rehab. And then if you do something like really, really bad, then you go to juvenile hall. Okay. But mm -hmm. uh, the things are changing now. But on, on those days when I was working there, um it was it was incredible and how i mean it was like sometimes it was so packed that the kids had to sleep in the floor because wow. it was it was full i mean it was full and and the sad thing i, I would say that is very sad because the majority of the kids were latino kids mm -hmm. you know wow. so and I, and that's what i tell the parents you know we we are the number one in in gangs we are the number mm -hmm. one in teen pregnancy we are number one in so many bad things and we need to change that we need to yes. be number one in education, number mm -hmm. one in something else, mm -hmm. not number one in something negative. Right. And in order for yeah. us to change that statistics, it, it comes from home. Yeah. It comes from home. Mm -hmm. And that's why I work with the families, you know, and, mm -hmm. and bringing the testimonies to the families, you know, when they listen to, to like, like Frankie, when they listen to him, when they listen to these kids, uh, I have another girl, she was pregnant at 13. She had oh, four kids. God. You know, and uh, she was very hard for her. Yeah, four kids since she was 13. And uh, so she comes to talk to the girls. She comes and talks to the parents. I say, my mom never talked to me about, uh, you know, sex education. She never say, you know, be, be careful. You know, she never, she was the type of mom who was very passive, you know, was not involved in, in, in her education. And, um, and four kids with four different parents, four different fathers. Fathers? So she's another su success story, very, very smart girl. But, you know, she said, I, I escaped my, my teenagers. You know, I, I, never, I was never a teenager anymore because mm -hmm. the, mom, the moment that I had a baby, that moment I start uh, a responsibility of being an adult. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and uh, so, so a lot of the girls listen to, to her and, uh, and I like the moms, to, uh, the parents to listen to her. Mm -hmm. And uh, so because it's in our Lat in our community, in our Latino community, it's like taboo, you know, to talk about sex or uh, mm -hmm. yeah, sex, you know, it's it's they're, they're ashamed. They, you know, we all know about it. You gotta yeah. talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and it's important, especially you know, for young girls and young boys, because so important. And yeah, girls and boys, that, you're right, yeah, girls right. and boys, not only mm -hmm. girls, also boys. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, I didn't, I, my fam, like, from my experience, I like, and from what I know, it happens a lot in the Latino community, too, where the parents don't really speak to, yeah, because I, I didn't even, I, my parents didn't talk to me about sex at all. No, I, that's a problem. I, I learned sex from school or, or yeah. We have a, a high school right here in San Marcos, here in, in San Diego, very close to San Diego. It's a high school for 75 girls who are pregnant or who have babies. And wow. uh, it's a school where they come with their babies and take classes so they can graduate from high school. 90% um, uh, of the girls are Latino. 
ninety percent. Wow! I mean, of those seventy-five girls. So one of the things that I did, and I, and I work very closely with the universities around here. And uh, one of the things that we do, we did a video because we do prevention videos, and that is called Vamos a hablar. It's called Let's Talk in in English. Okay. Uh, and it's uh, we interview these girls, like ten of them. Uh, and telling why why did you got pregnant you know how what what is like to be a mom when you're 13 14 15 so we did this video and it was amazing video it's in English and Spanish I can send you a copy it's amazing okay. and then um, they uh, we I use it in my workshops I use it to teach parents to listen to them and uh, it's a prevention, you know, teen pregnancy prevention video that's what it is awesome. and uh, it's an amazing and it's mainly. Um, focusing on the Latino community and uh, the way of thinking and we interview parents also. So uh, it's, a, it's a very powerful. So er, this video is everywhere. In every single school, they have this video in wow. San Diego, California. That, and wow. it's needed. It's needed, yeah. definitely. Yeah. It is. It is needed. <laughs> yes. Definitely. <laughs> so, so those are the things that, that I do, you know, it's uh, getting the real story to the parents. It's not like, okay, he's Dr. Villarreal telling me that it's bad to get, you know, to be pregnant. No, 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 no. I mean, let's, let's bring the testimonials, you know, let's bring right. the kids so they can yeah. listen to the real thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's great. So yeah. what is your mission for your nonprofit? We know that you want to help the you know the youth but what is your what is your end goal or what is your mission that you want to see happen in the long run my goal is to empower the latino parents to be more involved in their kids education to to get to know you know how the the uh, educational system works because sometimes they don't they don't get to know that they're kind of behind and uh, so i i push them i empower them to participate, to get involved in the in the committees, they have a lot of committees inside the school, to get involved in the kids' education. And one of the things that my goal is to tell them and give them back the responsibility of their kids' education. 70% of their kids' education is at home, 30% is at school. And that 70% is talking to them in Spanish so they can be bilingual, discipline, values, traditions, identity. Um, it's, it's very important to have a schedule at home, you know, good habits. So that is a 70%, it's a, it's a, it's a huge, huge chunk of education mm -hmm. that we parents need to do in order for our kids to have, to be successful at school. Right. So and my, my goal in my foundation is to empower the parents so they can empower the kids and we, and we can have more uh, kids in, in universities to, right. to go to college because yeah. five, five kids, uh, five out of every five uh, Latino kids who graduate from college right here in San Diego, only two go to the university. Wow. So wow. five who graduate from, from high school, well. only two go to college. Wow. So I want to change that. I yeah. want, if you, you know, five, the five go to college, you know, and, um, I, I always show them the statistics because I think it's important. Uh, if you see, if you look into the Asian community right here in San Diego, uh, five Asian kids uh, who graduate from, from high school, the five of them go All to college. Five go. Mm -hmm. All of them. All of them. They're really big on education. Oh, yeah. And, and there's, and there's no negotiation. You're going to go to college. I mean, there's no negotiation. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. You know, and, and, they, and they brainwash them since they're in preschool. 
You're going to be an engineer. You're going to be a doctor. You're going to be this. And we don't do that. We don't do, we, we ask them, do, would you like to go? Is this something that you would like to do? And they no, 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 you're going to no. go. No, you're going to you're go. You're going to go. Because in this home, in this home, you know, the number one goal is your education. And that's mm -hmm. the best thing that I, I can give you as a mom, as a father, is your education. Because if, I, if you have that diploma who says your name, nobody's going to take it this uh, ever away because that's yep. yours. That's your game. You know, yep. you, you can give them money, you can give them houses, you can give them a car that goes and, you know, comes and goes. But your education is yours. Yep. You know, and that's the best heritage that you can give to your, to your kids. So that's, that's my goal, you know, to change that, to change that mentality and really empower the parents to, to change the way they talk to the kids since they're little mm -hmm. and, and make, make it non-negotiable, you know, make it like the goal. Okay, right. So, right. so what do you want to be? What do you want to be? Uh, I don't know, maybe a firefighter or maybe a, a nurse or maybe, and they're going to change every five minutes. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the most important thing is in their mind, they always see themselves having a, a success, mm -hmm. you know, in life. Because uh, I work with, with kids who steal in the mall, so uh -huh. on Saturdays. So the police send them to me, and they have to sit to me for eight for eight hours. Wow! And, and wow. So this <laughs> it's very sad. And I told the I told the, the parents it's very sad when you when I ask them what what do you want to be or, or what are your plans, and they say I don't know. You're 17. Yeah, but I never thought about it. They never, they never mm -hmm. asked me. And that's, and that's a reflection of, of, of what's going on at home. Right. You know? 17, mm -hmm. not really knowing what they want to do with their Yeah. Life. And, and that's, you know, that's what I tell the parents. It's so sad to ask somebody, you know, what are you going to be? And, and to tell you, I'm not good for anything. What do you want me to say? You know, I'm really bad in everything. And, that's, and that comes from parents. They're mine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So... That's, I always, you know, talk to them about that, and and uh, you change their mind about education, empower them about. It. I think I believe that if we change that, our our history in this in this country is going to change. You know, our future is going to change because education is everything. I agree. Yeah. 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 yeah I so um, I know that you do a lot um, for the Latino community. Can you? Um, is there a reason why you only focus on the Latino community? Well, because nobody does. <laughs> I mean, that's very sad. It's very sad. It's very sad. We are underserved. Uh, we have very few programs like mine uh, mm -hmm. who are really focusing on the Latino parents. Uh, there's, there's like two or three who, who are uh, like a parenting program. Okay. But what they do, you know what they do? They have a, a, an English program. They translate it into Spanish and they say, oh, we have a Latino program. I say, no, that's not. Wow. Why? Mm -hmm. Because that program was made for, for Caucasian kids, for mm -hmm. Caucasian parents. It's totally different. We think different. We, our values are different. The way we see yeah, life is different. True. The way we educate kids are different. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I, you know, it's, it's not because I want to feel like, like so good, but... I'm the only one who do this. Yeah. I'm the only one. I mean, so so if I don't do this, uh, who else is gonna do it? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I I, I do um, a drug and alcohol conference every year. I've been doing this for 22 years. It's gonna be my my 23rd year in Spanish. It's the only conference in Spanish 
in the in the San Diego County, you know, because they do these type of conferences in English and they mm -hmm. offer translation. Oh wow, you know what? How culturally sensitive you translate into them. That's not being culturally sensitive. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Now you have police officers. You have a lot of people who can who are, who are Spanish speakers. Bring them here. Could talk to them to the parents in Spanish. Mm -hmm. You know, when when you translate it into into from English to Spanish, you lose you lose them, you lose them. That's so true. my conference is very powerful. I work with the um, the DEA. I work with uh, um, I work with the district attorney's office, okay. uh, the sheriffs, the the San Diego police. I work with detectives. I work with wow. so many um, rehab centers. So in this conference, I, I invite a lot of um, non community agencies in the, uh, who, who serve the community. So they set up resource tables around around the conference. Okay. And uh, so every family who comes, we offer childcare because if you working with Latino community, you have to offer childcare. Yes. yes. I mean, if not, they don't come. Okay. So we offer childcare, cafecito, you know, coffee and and and, and donuts. <laughs> and, and donuts. <laughs> it's important the food, and uh, and we provide them. We give them tons of material, mm. tons of materials to take them and go back home and read it to their kids. Yes. So this is a very popular conference. Every year we have 600, 700 people coming wow. from all over San Diego County. And uh, and I and I told them if um you know I I will continue this conference as long as I have this room yet for of people yeah. you know yeah. and, mm -hmm. and that's that's what makes me very very excited that um that people that they're they're, they're thirsty for for knowledge mm -hmm. they want to know yeah mm -hmm. you know and mm -hmm. then I set up tables tables of uh, all the drugs that you can imagine marijuana crystal meth mm -hmm. I mean a lot of the pipes. The new, uh, the new, um, everything, the brand new things that is very popular outside because the police are there, so they help me, so they bring them. So the parents say, "Wow, that's a pipe! Oh my God, that's a, I mean, they, so they like, yeah. So, so, so they they see it, you know, and um, and and that's 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 my purpose: educating in the prevention side, prevention, yes. prevention, mm -hmm. prevention. I love how you're educating them but also providing the resources for child care because i i see that we have a lot of things in the community for um to help the community but it's no children and it's just like mm -hmm. how do i balance it out what if i'm a single parent you know right. how am That's i right. going to get the resources i need to yeah. be able to teach the children that i have and i don't mm -hmm. have a babysitter i don't have family i don't yeah. have any right. help okay. so mm -hmm. i love that you provide child care for those so that they can be able to oh, get yeah. the resources that they need and, and if they come with their teenagers i give them uh i didn't uh, volunteer hours <laughs> like you know because they need they need hours you yeah. know for to graduate so if they come, I give them five hours of uh, service. Oh, that's great. So, so also it's like a you know, it's like a also thing a that I can too. bring them, you know. <laughs> yeah. So if you come, if you come to and you sit down and you stay there two hours, I will give you five hours of community service. Really? I say, yeah. Okay, we're there. We're there. We're there, you know. And so so it's a, it's a lot of things that you have to think about. In, uh, it's not it's not just like planning a conference and everybody's welcome. No. You have to think about the ways that you can empower them, make them something that is interest, so they can come and they can participate. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, it's uh, and also I have a lot of testimonials that also they love to hear, they love to listen. 
and uh, and from you know from different ages and mm -hmm. so it's a you know it's a very you know very powerful conference i hope you can come one day it's, it's going to be december yes. 2nd it's uh, oh. it's right here in encinitas and um it's a, I, even i have people from from encenada from tijuana from mexico who come who come because they follow me in facebook they follow me in instagram and I invite everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome to come. That's amazing. Do you, uh, I see you spoke on the resources that you provide. Do you plan on um, collaborating with other states besides just, you know, San Diego, California? Um, they never asked me, but I would love to do it. <laughs> <laughs> they but never asked me before. You know, I would love to collaborate and to share uh, the way I do, you know, I help the community right here because I think it's something very unique uh, and it's very, very successful. Mm -hmm. uh, people ask me, what do you give them? Because every time that I have a workshop or a program, I, it's full. I mean, full. I, like, like yesterday, I have a, one was virtual and the other one was in person. I have like, what, 200, 230 parents participating. Wow. Wow. What do you give them? What do you give them? I say, I don't give them anything. I just, I, I, I just give them the information that I want to hear. It's me, it's me. I mean, they, and some of them, they already graduated from a program five, six, seven times, and they keep on listening. Wow. They keep on coming back. Yeah. <laughs> we will have to bring, we need to bring you out here too. Yes. Where, where, where are you guys? Do, where, where, in what location are you in? In Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> Inviting me, I go. Yes. I go to Pennsylvania. <laughs> I've never been in Pennsylvania. <laughs> we'll connect, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would love to go to Pennsylvania. Invite me. <laughs> That's something that I do also. I go to mainly Mexico City. The mm -hmm. uh, the U.S. Embassy in Mexico City. They um, they uh, they have a contract with me, and they take me to Mexico City to train police officers, teachers, uh, university uh, professors. So they, they, want, they want to share with them uh, what I do here, like the, all the, the videos, the prevention videos, everything that I do. Awesome. And, and the way I work with the universities, because that's, that's some universities, they always want to work with me because they, it's a very way, uh, it's, a, it's, an, it's an excellent way to learn about the community and to help the community and to put their students, you know, working with me and learn what's mm -hmm. going on. You know, that's mm -hmm. the best practice. That's good. So, and it's, uh, so for me, it's perfect because they pay for everything. You <laughs> right. know, they pay for everything. And uh, it's, it's great. It's great. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That yeah. is really so, awesome. Mm -hmm. So, what else? <laughs> <laughs> Can you um can you share some tips um to help those overcome like any traumatic uh circumstances? Circumstances, yeah. Uh like like for families, parents, or, or who? Or women or for, for families, for families. For families. Um, okay. especially one, the youth that's you know involved in like drugs or maybe losing children and things like that. Can you help any um families, you know, just overcome any traumatic circumstances that they, they've experienced with uh, one, gangs, one other, things like yeah. that. One, one of the things that I am very involved here in San Diego also is in the resources to refer clients. Uh, a lot of the, um, we, after four years of, of really, really bad government, I don't want to say names, 
Uh, here in San Diego, there was a lot of uh, ICE uh, had um, a lot of uh, people got arrested in front of their kids, in front of their churches. So, so, so a lot of the parents are afraid to call the police for any crime. So the, the police or, or any city uh, program, they don't go or they're afraid to go because of that, because of they, they were traumatized. Mm -hmm. So now, so now um, I'm working with the uh, district attorney's office and the police because they want to change that. They want to. They want them to call. They want them to 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 take advantage of the programs that they offer. So uh, sometimes they call me. They say, "Doctor, there's a domestic violence upstairs, and the man is hitting." I say, "Call the police!" No, no, no. You call. Why? No, you call. I'm afraid that they're going to bring the immigration. I say, "No, you. No, they're not going to call the immigration. You call the police." So they're so afraid. So we're going to change that, you know. So anyhow, mm -hmm. but um, one of the things that, that I do is I um, I empower the parents to call, you know, to make a phone call to say, you know, uh, or if you're a woman, um, if you are in a domestic violence situation, I also give them the resources of how to how to prepare yourself to either stop that abuse. Uh, it's not like okay, I'm going to go by. No, it's you know what are we we can do. So I do a lot of um. Uh, I work with a lot of the shelters for domestic mm -hmm. violence, so we can help women to leave that uh, violence and also, um, you know, uh, help the kids because the kids, all the kids who, who are witness of uh, domestic violence, they they are traumatized, mm -hmm. you know. So, mm -hmm. so uh, one of the things that we have here in in, in San Diego is the um, the Children's Hospital is one of the best hospitals in the United States. They have a Special clinics for mental health. They're really nice. So, and <clears throat> they accept medical. And if you don't have money, it's free. So, uh, I, you know, I also refer them to, to their programs and uh, I just, you know, it's okay to ask for help because a lot of the Latino community, they don't like to ask for help. They, they think that going to a counselor or a psychologist is because you're crazy or they're going to, they're going to yeah. say that you're crazy. So I say, no, no, it's not crazy it's because you want, it's like the same thing as when you have a heart attack or you have diabetes or you have a tumor, you have to go to the doctor because if not, you can die. The same thing is with, with your health, with your mental health. You know, if you're not okay with your emotions, mm -hmm. you know, you, you're going to have, you're going to develop a lot of problems. You need yeah. to go to the doctor. You need to go to somebody who can help you with that. So um, it's, uh, it's just uh, sometimes that's why I call mano a mano because sometimes I have to take them hand by hand and, and, and show them where to get help and how to get help and, uh, and be patient. And sometimes I have, to make the, I have to make the phone call and make the appointments. And I know a lot of therapists right here in San Diego who are really nice, who are bilingual, who understand the culture, who understand the traumas. Mm -hmm. and. Um, so that's uh, that's really good too because very few people like me know who's the good guy and who's the bad guy, you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, everybody has my phone number. Every single person in San Diego has my cell phone number, and I don't care, you know. I as long as they have it, it's like, are you crazy? Are you giving your cell phone number? Private now it's public. Everybody has it. You know? I just tell the parents, text me if I'm if I'm in uh, in a meeting like right now, or if I'm busy, I I will I will call I will call you back, or I will answer your phone call, or whatever you are, hundred percent the same day, you know. And I don't care if it's 
10 at night or if it's 11 at night, if it's an emergency, awesome. I, I'm going I'm I'm to return your call or I will send you a text or if I, you know, so they know. And that's, you know, and that's something that is that's what they need that, uh, yeah. that uh, develops trust in the community. So that's why it's like, oh, what, what, they trust you. I say, yeah, they trust me because I'm always there. Mm-hmm. You know, when they need me, I'm there. You know, and they know that that if I if I do a program, it's because it's good for them. So that's why they come. That's why they call me. That's why I earn the respect, mm-hmm. you know, of yeah. the Latino family. So, uh, and that's something because of my work, my dedication, and and you'll be just being transparent and and be um, supportive. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, an understanding of, of you know what they're doing, or what, you know what's happening with them. I love how you build that relationship. It gives them a better bond in regards to someone to confide in because it's sometimes it's hard to talk to the parents. Like yeah, it is. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's hard to talk to your parents about certain things. It's just things yeah. you don't do, but they can trust in an adult to talk to you instead of going to their friends or their, you know, their peers. And mm-hmm. I love how you um, just make that door open for them to have that better relationship. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and the resources, you know, because uh, right now, as you know, uh, a lot of the um, lawyers are selling them the idea that because we have a new president, the laws are changing. Immigration, immigration laws are changing. So everybody can apply for immigration and everybody's going to get their, their papers ready and say, no, that's not true. Don't believe them. The problem with that is that they're going to tell you, you're going to bring your papers. They're going to read your papers. I say, oh, that's so easy. I can get your papers like in two months. Just give me $6,000 and in a second, I will give it to you. Wow. When they tell you that they will give you your papers in two months, oh my God, I will sell my, my grandmother, whatever I can sell, you know, right. I will sell everything in order for me to get my papers. So they go and they uh, they sell everything. They, they bring the $6,000 and what's happening is that when they start calling, oh, I'm busy, oh, they, you know, they, they, uh, all the courts are closed. Wow. Or, um, or, you know, I don't know, it's gonna go, I, I'm not going to help you. And that's going to, pro- so I know a lot of families who get into this trap. And, wow. uh, and it's sad because people take advantage of them. So I tell them, if you need a lawyer, if you need somebody to help you in, in a legally, call me. Because mm-hmm. I know who are the good ones. I know who are the bad ones. Mm-hmm. I, know, I, know, I know the good ones who are not going to charge you zero, nothing for free. Wow. Wow. That's, that's good. Amazing. You know, and, and they say, oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of things that we need to educate because uh, people are taking advantage of them. And uh, and uh, so I'm always in my Facebook. I always, you know, tell them like the vaccine, for example, the COVID vaccine. You know, there's a lot of websites who say that it's bad for you, that don't do it. And, uh, you know, and so I changed that. So I always in my in my workshops, in my Facebook, everywhere, I start saying, educating the people about the vaccine. You know, even the Pope said that it was okay to get vaccinated. So, you know, <laughs> so, you know, so I try to change that, that mind. And because I say it, they say, oh, if she said it, maybe that's true. Mm-hmm. Let's go for a vaccination, you know. Uh, like in my, my drug and alcohol conference that I'm doing in December, I, I have two clinics who want to provide uh, COVID t- uh, testing and COVID uh, vaccines right there, right there for the whole families who come. You can get vaccinated right mm-hmm. there. 
That's amazing. Mm -hmm. The resources yeah, so, is there. You know, yeah. just mm -hmm. show up. Just show yeah. up. Just show mm -hmm. up and it's free. And it's for <laughs> yep. everybody, you know. Yep. So, <laughs> That's amazing. So, so I work with the clinics too. The clinics are very happy that I can, you know, bring the uh, education, you know, educating the, the community about this. It's important for everybody. Absolutely. So uh, yes. there's a lot of misconception, mis misinformation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and I, I believe that as well. Yeah, it is. Um, is there anything you would like to share that we didn't cover? Just you know, it's a, it's a. I, I wanna, you know, for people who are listening to this, uh, to this, conf to this uh, conference, um, it's important to understand that uh, the Latino community it's uh, is hurting right now. Uh, we are traumatized by so many years of uh, being running away from immigration. I mean, like the ones who do not have papers. So we need to understand that in order for, for us to be effective and working with them, we need consistency, we need understanding. Uh, I train teachers, I train all the, uh, it's very sad. We have a, um, a school district that is in Escondido, okay? It's about 90.9% Latinos, okay? okay? So if you go and say, okay, we want you to train the teachers. I say, I would love, I, you know, I have a training that is called how to work with the Latino families. So, so I, I come into the training and, and I get into the room and I start seeing all the teachers and I see all white people. I said, well, these, are all the, uh, these are all the teachers? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. I said, what are you, I mean, That's I was like in shock. I was, I was like, what? I, mean, I was, I, I almost have a heart attack. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and, and the principal, a brand new principal, he was a nation guy, very nice guy. He's like, I know what you're thinking and that's why you're here. <laughs> exactly. And I said, you know what, we need to change that because that's not okay. If I'm a student in a school and I don't see one, one teacher that looks like looks me, like Mm -hmm. Why are you teaching them? Are you crazy? Mm -hmm. Come on. I mean, we're in California. You are, we're not in like in, I don't know, where there's a lot of white people. I don't know, <laughs> Wisconsin or whatever, you know? Come on. We're in California. You can find teachers who are bilingual. You can find Latino teachers. You can find Latino people who work here. The kids need to see. They need to see that they can be like the, right. I can be like the principal. Mm -hmm. I can be like a student, like a teacher. You know, mm -hmm. we, we need to start making those decisions as administrators and i always you know get in trouble and i'm not getting trouble but i always say that to, to principals you know try to to be honest understand yeah. your students where are they coming from you know if you are if you're working in escondido on areas that the latino community is dense you know think about how to be effective it's not only teaching math or science or whatever it's about you know coming to school and seeing and, and feeling comfortable because i mm -hmm. see people like me mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and that and then you are on the other side then it's going to be better students then you want to have parents participating better but you know we have to be we have to change that and it's going to take time it's going to take a lot of people like me you know uh, telling other administrators and um it's uh, it's important to 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 be uh, you know if people are listening to me if we have uh, school principals or, or teachers who are listening to me they know they know this you know and uh, I mean not all the schools are like this but we have a lot of we need more more diversity in mm -hmm. schools yes we surely we do. Mm -hmm. yeah 
And uh, uh, one of the, the things that um, helped me a lot was this anthology. Uh, they, uh, they, have a, um, uh, they did a video about my life. Uh, and they, and it's called the uh, um, is, what is it called? It's uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to read it. Voices of Humanity, and they they have it on their t they have a TV show, uh, a TV network. I'm sorry, and uh, they always show my they they follow me for six months about what I did in all my works, my conference, my workshops, juvenile hall. They follow me like for six months, and they did us an amazing video about my life. And uh, it's great. I mean, I, I really, um, if you want to see it, it's, it's amazing. You can watch it in, uh, right here in the, uh, in the network. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, uh, they, they did a really good job. They did an amazing job. And I always use it also to, to present to other people. You know Is what I do. Is it listed on your website? It's listed on my website. It's okay. on my website. Yeah, right there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Perfect. So if anyone wants to check it out, um, you're, go ahead and promote your website. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I have, I have my, my Facebook Mano a Mano Foundation and, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's in Spanish. So sorry. Uh, but it's, uh, I, I love Facebook because it's a way of connecting with the community. And I have people from all over, uh, not only the United States, but from Latin America, uh, mm -hmm. they follow me and, I do a lot of videos and uh, lives and uh, information, you know, very educational. Mm -hmm. And also I have my uh, doctoravilladeal.com. It's, uh, it's my website uh, or uh, manomanofoundation.org. Uh, you can um, also, there's a lot of resources, videos, um, tons of information yes. that I put all where I'm going to be and all my words. Like right now, uh, because I do my workshops in school districts, I'm full until June. Wow. So when I finish one district, I, I, I so it's like from Monday <laughs> to Thursday, every day, wow. uh, until June, I'm full of workships. Congratulations. Um, wow. Thank you. So I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> she saved time for uncommon. I don't know if you know what the Dia de los Muertos is, the Day of the Dead. So... That that's a that's like a tradition that we have here. It's a it's an amazing tradition, Mexican tradition. Have you seen Coco? The yes. movie Coco. Okay, so something like yeah. that. <laughs> where I live, it's a community that is mainly Caucasian community. So they asked me, they say, we want to be culturally sensitive. We want to do something different with the community. So what what can we do? I said, let's celebrate uh, Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead. So it was five years ago. I said, "Do you want to help us?" I said, "Sure, I'm, I'm on." So mm -hmm. since then, we're we're celebrated every year in October, the, oh, day wow. of the, the day of the dead, and I and I, you know, dress as Katrina, and okay. and it's free <laughs> for the community. We have mariachis, ballet folklorico, Aztec dancers. Uh, we have uh, so many, you know, activities for the kids, and it's free. The the of Encinitas awesome. space for everything. And we have last year, but not last year because it was COVID. The day before, we have like around six thousand people coming. Wow! Um, wow! Yeah. Wow! That's, that's a yeah. blessing. It was it was really good. It was amazing. Uh, so that, so that's what I'm doing right now. That I want plus my conference. So I'm always busy, you know. Um, but I, I love I love what I do. And uh, and if I you know, if I'm healthy and continue to do this, I will continue to do this. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Um, gracias por todo que tú haces para la comunidad de latino. Um, 
Uh, I said, um, thank you for everything that she does for the Latin community. speak <laughs> 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 Spanish. <laughs> um, just keep doing what you're doing and it's amazing what you are doing. So, and thank you for also educating us because educate, uh, giving um, education and educating others is so important, especially when it comes to the Latin community, because, you know, it, it's like you said, we're, it, it's needed, you know, it needs to, we, every, even when just not just the Latin community, but all communities together, that right. need to come together as one and help each other out. And like you said, you know, there's only a certain few of found, you know, foundations, nonprofits, you know, and I think even these other just all profits should just come together as one yeah. because yeah. that's where the unity the unity comes in. And this is that's how right. we're able that's to right. educate, you know, not just not just, you know, the Caucasians and the black community and, no, no, no. you know, or the Asian community as one. We should be able to educate each other, I think so too. each other and, and just unite. And, you know, and like you said, diverse, bring in diversity. And that's very much needed as well. That's and, right. Thank you again. Um, You're welcome. So much for all you do. And we have a question that we ask all our guest speakers. Mm -hmm. What makes you uncommon? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, makes me uncommon that I, I, I have a doctoral degree as Latina, as a woman, Latina woman. I have a doctoral degree. And that's very uncommon. It's only 1% of the Latino community has a doctoral degree. So that's that's uh, that's something very uncommon. I, I want to change that. I want more. I want to incre increase that. Uh, but uh, and also my, my my passion, my passion and my dedication to help my community. Mm -hmm. I think that's very unique, and and I will always continue doing this. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yes. You're welcome. I love that. <laughs> I definitely do. Thank so. Thank you for tuning in, every, everyone, this evening. And thank you again um, for coming on and educating everyone. So um, everyone, you should check out our self-love um, uh, apparel. Um, you can find it at uh, www.uncommonwomen.net. Also, if you have, um, if you know anyone that wants to come on as a guest speaker or you yourself want to be a guest speaker, um, you can also go on to www.uncommonwomen.net. If you have any topics, any comments, um, you can also um, email us at uncommonwomenpodcast at gmail.com. And as well as um, like and subscribe our YouTube channel. And make sure you tune in next week, um, 1014, for a new episode. And stay uncommon. <laughs> Thank you.